Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of Otaku Brothers. Today, Sunday, June 2nd, I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan, what's happening? Hey, it's a beautiful Sunday. It's a little bit crispier for both of us. Yeah, I went to a baseball game two weeks ago, so I'm just kind of uh, starting to peel a little bit like a banana. My skin's all gross because of the, the farmer's tan. Pasty white and then a little bit tan. That's right. Very much a farmer's tan. Yep, that's how we do it here in the great state of Ohio. Uh, but yeah, we took a week off because last week, Lauren and I moved to a new apartment. We're starting to kind of get settled in here. We still got a couple boxes that we got to... You know, find a home for, but Lauren actually ordered two bookshelves. So we are going to store, um, well, we're going to put one on that wall, one on that wall, opposite size of the TV for the listeners that can't see the visual here. (laughs) And uh, we're going to put all of our books on one shelf, and uh, we have quite a few of them, by the way. And then uh, all the video games and movies and all that fun stuff. So after all that stuff is set in stone, I think it's going to look pretty nice. Maybe I'll throw a couple pictures on the Discord for all you fine folks, but... uh, yeah, good stuff. We're getting settled in. We moved into a place, uh, higher vaulted ceilings, which is really nice. We got wood floors, and uh, it just seems more spacious than our previous place. Our previous a lot lighter apartment was kind Especially of uh, more congested. But yeah, we got a lot more natural lighting with windows. We got a sliding window on the second floor, so we got a nice little patio out there that uh, oversees the streets of L.A. We got a nice <laughs> little pool shot over there, so good yeah. stuff, good stuff. We're happy to be here. I'm like a three-minute walk. That's right. So. Ryan moved in about a month ago, so uh, makes recording the podcast much easier. Yeah, it does. Plus, we're going to get our grunt on here in a few weeks, get some uh, nice lifting in. Okay, so there's an app to get into the gym that you need to figure out because it won't let me in. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't want to say the name of our apartments, but yeah, you have to download an app and then you just like scan it in for you. Okay. And then like it has like... A bunch of one-star reviews because, like, after an update, it doesn't allow you to like log in. Oh, that sucks. So I'm gonna have to figure out because I was looking at it Friday, I think. I don't know why they wouldn't just administer like little ped keys for everyone. Yeah, I don't know. All the residents. I guess high tech. I guess it's kind of wacky. Well, yeah, I was also listening to NPR today on the way home from the golf place. Yeah, and um, you know the Pokemon Go. They're basically talking about. reprogramming humans to do what we want using like Facebook and social media and the internet. Okay. And uh, social media, like on Facebook, they did an experiment where they did subtle cues to see if they could get more people to do like voting and things. And then... Like those little side advertisements? Yeah, just like subtle hints or like uh, showing more pictures on your feed of people voting and stuff to see if they could increase. Because that's already, they already do that with Amazon. You know, if you search for... You know, yeah. Resident Evil 4 and Amazon, you're going to see it on your Facebook feed later, a little side picture. So apparently Google's been doing it. So you know Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Um, it was done by Pokemon Company, and what was that other? The, uh, Niantic? Niantic. That was actually Google. Google is Niantic. Okay. Cool they just spun it off to make it a smaller company, but it's still under Google. Mm-hmm. And what they did to make money and to like influence people was actually the head companies basically pay to be a hotspot. Ooh. Yeah. So instead of like click spacing or like the amount of clicks, they would filter human interaction through, uh, what was it? Foot, like foot traffic. Okay. So they were trying to see if they could influence people through their foot traffic. Interesting. They're talking about it on NPR today. 
It's like, oh, that's creepy. All right, let's go eat some ribs. Yeah, the world's becoming a very scary place, Ryan. Yeah. I, Robot. What's up, Will Smith? Ryan, what have you been doing the past two weeks? Anything, anything new you want to share with the listeners? Um, just a lot of work. Uh, some video games, you know, just trying to stay alive. Every day above ground is a good day. <laughs> Every day above ground is That was day. my mentality last week, and it's definitely going to be my mentality this upcoming week. Nice. Well, so I had a pretty crazy weekend. I went to... Uh, up northwest for my buddy's wedding. So Friday, we had the rehearsal dinner. I worked the golf tournament for six hours. Mm-hmm. Drove up to this place for the rehearsal for three hours. Came straight back for three hours. And I was listening to a great podcast. Listeners to check into this. Uh, everyone knows about the Allgen Gamers. Ryan's a big fan. Has posters on his wall and everything yeah, like do. that. Uh, Jason Heine. pictures only. What's that? Pictures of them in bikinis only. Especially Peter Dore. Yes. So Jason Heine... Heinio, Jason <laughs> Heine, audio technician, recording artist, podcast enthusiast. He's the greatest person. He did the intro to our show, of course, as you heard four and a half minutes ago. But uh, he spun off and did his own podcast, Heine House Entertainment, Heine House Live. You can find it all on all podcasting apps, Spotify, iTunes. Check it out. Listen to a few episodes between uh, there and back. Again, Hobbit's Tale by Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> so good stuff. Really funny guy. It's a solo podcast. It's not something I would typically do, but... He, uh, he holds his own. Really funny guy. He um, does kind of video game history. So he, for the week that he records the episode, he takes, he goes back 25 years and all the video games that came out on X and, X, X and such date. Oh, that's cool. And he talks about that. He does, of course, gaming news and a whole, whole slew of fun things. So check out his podcast. But uh, I got back Friday night late, played some Modern Warfare. We'll get into the games we've been playing recently here shortly. And... Uh, then Saturday, Laura and I made the trek back up three hours, three hours back. But on our way back, we caught we got caught in like a uh, Wizard of Oz like tornado storm. Yeah, and the perfect storm. So we pulled out of the the venue that I was in. It was in this Quality Inn uh, hotel, and as we pull out, golf ball size like hail just starts crashing down on my car. And pure instinct, I just pull off into the ro- off the road into this other area, and I was hoping to just pull close to the building. But thankfully, it was another hotel, so if, uh, fortunately, I got under the overpass there and waited until the hail passed, but... Yeah, Civics are not made for... Driving 45 mi- miles an hour <laughs> in into hail. hail. Like, yeah. golf's ball size hail. Yeah, Lauren was saying my windshield probably would have cracked if it I kept going. Yeah. So, thankfully, we got under shelter and then uh, made the trek back, listened to some good tunage, and uh, yeah, now we're here recording the podcast. Yes, we are. So we should probably just kick off the show talking about the games we've been playing recently, but we have a fun show planned for you, depending on how long it goes. I know we're kind of overdue for Rusty's retro recommendation. I've been meaning to debut that, so we're hoping to debut that today. Sean, friend of the show, also wrote in with some back-of-the-box trivia for Ryan and I to do a little showdown. Are we going to have Lauren read them? Uh, potentially. Okay. We'll see how that goes. Because then if you read them, you know what it is. And if Lauren reads them, we can both guess. Yes, I, I definitely feel the same. But he actually blurred out the text. So I'm going to have to highlight it. Like it's it's white text. Oh. So. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then uh, what else we got? Travis, of course, executive producer of the show, wrote in with an email as he does. Yeah. So thank you, Travis. Thanks. And uh, there's this little thing called E3 next week, Ryan. Oh, is that that close? Yeah. So... What is it? Entertainment Expo Extravaganza? I think that's what it's called. <laughs> Close enough. And uh, we're going to talk about some predictions for that. Of course, leading up to E3, there's always great little 
gushy bits of video game goodness news. So we have mm. a few little blurbs. We got the Death Stranding trailer to talk about. Oh yeah, Modern Warfare trailer to talk about. Some great Pokemon news coming up. So we're, we have a whole slew of things to talk about. Packed show for you guys. We don't know how much we're going to get to, but E3 predictions for is top sure. of mind. So let's kick it off with the games we've been playing recently. Yeah, so you were playing that cube game. What's the, like, Knights or whatever? Portal Knights. Yeah, so I saw that, and then it made me want to play Minecraft. So um, I started playing Minecraft a bit, and then I got on Ben's World because he made this awesome thing, like this tree with an underwater. Apparently, they did a lot of underwater, like shipwrecks, coral reefs. Kind of a lot of cool updates to the game. You yeah, mean? okay, and a lot of new mobs and stuff. Mobs, mobs, mobs of Irish people, like or <laughs> Italians. <laughs> Flash mobs. You mean mo- uh, mods? No mobs. So they're monsters, but we call them mobs. Oh, see, I'm not up to date with the yeah, Minecraft lingo. Kind of a noob. So yeah, so they got new mobs. What does it stand for? I think it's monsters. But that doesn't make any sense. Whatever, monsters. Monsters on Broadway. Keep going. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, so I went in his world. I was inspired, so I made a new one. Um, I made a house, kind of planned out where I want my castle, gathered some resources. Um, and then, I don't know, I think it was last weekend. I don't know what got into me. I got on RuneScape again. Ryan, we talked about <laughs> yeah. this. And uh, I had a lot of money in the game, so I bought... Uh, membership, and I bought 99 Prayer. <laughs> Hold on a second. When we went to Walmart a week ago, you, we yeah. were in the movie section because Lauren wanted to see Moana. We were trying to find a copy of it. Yeah. And you're like, I, so I grabbed a, uh, a membership card for RuneScape. For and Lauren's months. like, where is it? And you're like, oh, I put it back. <laughs> yeah. You bastard. You didn't put it back. No, I did. I had self-control for like three hours. until mm-hmm. like, You can actually, there's two ways to do it. You can go through... Um, just the website, and then you can also buy with in-game currency mm. your membership. Okay. So I bought membership that way. Could I play that on my Mac, you think? Yeah. Uh, ben was playing it on his Mac. I might have to do that. Yeah, you should. I can help you out. Give you lots of money. Cool. Yeah. Like the amount of money you just gave uh, Lauren and I paying us back for all the things you... I could give you that amount... Or I could give you like I have forty eight mil right now. Oh, so just chilling. Yeah, just is it accruing chilling. interest? Is this like in a Roth IRA? Do we have to unfortunately no. Any- so actually, I was doing quests back in the day because okay. I wanted to get to this place called Priftinus. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Lauren and I were vacationing there last weekend. He whipped out his Priftinus. Yes, <laughs> and uh, it, so I wanted to go there, and there's like a shit ton of quests that you have to do. And I was like, okay. And like a lot of them, surprisingly, like the things required to complete the. So I just go through guides, but there was a surprising amount of quests that required wheat, and wheat is usually like ninety four coins. All right. When I was trying to buy all the pre materials to just go run through the quests as quick as possible, they wouldn't buy at ninety four coins, and I'd end up having to like increase the thing to buy that like a thousand gold pieces. Okay. So I was like, you know what? Thinking business-wise, yeah. why don't I just sh- sell a bunch of wheat at 1,000 gold and just buy it for like 94 over a long period of time? So i just been doing that for fun, like as a side gig. I'm up to like $2.5 million based off of just selling wheat like 10 times what it should be priced. So does that accrue even when you're not logged in? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I have like 60,000 wheat, and I started with like zero wheat that I picked myself. 
and I sold it for like 28,000 a full inventory. And then I had like a side thing where I was buying wheat for like 94 and then selling wheat for a thousand. Very cool. And I completely wrecked the economy of wheat <laughs> like over the course you of like caused two a months. monopoly basically. I did. Yeah. I was, yeah, it's great. Cool. So so RuneScape and Minecraft. Yes. Just chilling and then a bunch of work. A bunch of work. Yeah, so work has been pretty steady for me, consistent. Nothing like you and Yeah, Warren, I'm jealous. Fortunately. Uh, so the Give past two weeks, I think it was, yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> About a week and a half ago, I was on the Yoshi Crafted World Train. Yes. And I beat it. Good. So I had a great time with that excited. game. And just as such a whimsical, joyful little platformer, if you're looking for something mindless, not very challenging, but just a delight to look at and play, Yoshi's Crafted World is just a terrific little game for the Nintendo Switch. How long do you think it took you? So like you, there were some moments where I would farm coins and try and get the suits or the different uh, costumes for Yoshi. But if you just kind of do a straight, you know, all the way through. Now, granted, you do need the little sunflowers to get to the next area. Yeah. So you do have to be kind of mindful and aware of those within the level. You can't kind of speed run it. Yeah. Because you need those. That's basically the in-game currency to unlock later levels. So, but even still, I mean, you accrue those relatively easily uh i would say 10 hours okay but i probably beat it in about 12 to 15 okay cool. so and, and like um uh, super smash brothers ultimate with the spirits i think i'm probably going to keep going back to unlock the rest of the costumes because yeah. they're so fun to unlock and there's a lot of levels that are designed so well it'd be fun to kind of go back and just collect coins so yeah and i think there is some end game levels that i unlocked uh, as a result of beating it that I didn't look into, so... Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. You can go backwards through the levels to... Was it to get the dog? Yeah, if you find the little poochies, they're scattered throughout the levels. And then each world has, like, a side quest to go through the level and get, like, a fish. Or get yeah, like, there's, like, pictures that this friend wants you to take or whatever, so um, yeah. they task you with. So, yeah, there's tons of stuff there, optional content that you can kind of delve into that I just kind of bypassed because I just wanted to beat it, and mm-hmm. I wasn't looking to kind of be a completionist, yeah. so to speak. But it's something that I'm glad they have that optional content there that it's not a one-and-done game. You beat it and you never go back to. Yeah, I wanted to see what would happen to the each like a world if you completed it 100%. And like it turns a different color, like very much more vibrant, and it has flowers that grow all around you. And like it just ke- makes it look on your like map that it's complete, like... You can vis- visually tell that it's complete. Okay. And it's kind of cool. Cool. So yeah, I beat that, which was great. And I was actually staying at my dad's for a few nights because he was in the Bahamas on vacation, yeah. as he does. So after that wrapped up, back at the place. And, you know, I was in the doldrums, as Travis referred to mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Wasn't really feeling anything. And so on a whim... <laughs> I was dead to the yeah, world. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was a vegetable. And... I downloaded Portal Knights a while back on PSN. It was free. I try, I try to download, if I can remember, both games every month and just kind of have them in the background. If I want to end up downloading them, I can. Just just have the option. And I knew this was very Minecraft-inspired. And we all know, if you've listened to the podcast by now, I'm not a huge fan of the game. Because you've never played. I've never played, and, and it honestly kind of scares me to just be in this it's, open sandbox and yeah. have no real goal. And so Portal Knights is kind of the elementary Minecraft, so to speak. So you start out the game, you create this character, and you can start as one of three classes. A warrior, which is your typical sword and shield, a wizard, your mage, you have a staff, or 
uh, a ranger, so you have a bow. And you're yeah. more of a, a, a ranged person. And you get plopped into this little um, kind of confined world. You're on this thing that's kind of hovering in the sky. And it's very pixelated like Minecraft. And you're kind of tasked with crafting these three blue shards. And these blue shards are going to be used to be placed on this portal that will transport you to another world. Yeah. And there's 48 of these, and I think that's just the first region. I think there's three regions in the game. So it's a pretty huge game. And what's really neat is that you can craft pickaxes, swords, shields, armor, and like you and I like in RPGs, when you put on this different armor, it visually changes your appearance as a character. Yeah. But what I really like about this game is, one, you have a goal in each level. It's to find however many blue orbs or shards and then craft them into orbs and get to the next portal. But if you want to, you can take your pickaxe, and I did this, and just mine your way to the very center of this this earth level, yeah. which is really fun because when you do that, you find um, steel, metal, aluminum, like different kind of things that you can be used for crafting purposes, and then you'll also find experience points hidden in certain areas of the map, and you use those experience points to level up, and then you can allocate different skill points to um, health, dexterity, strength, defense, things like that. Sounds pretty in-depth, actually. It really is a lot more in-depth than I anticipated it to be, and I think that's why I like it. It's more RPG than Minecraft, but it has the Minecraft elements in that if you're on a ledge and you can't reach the ledge across from you, you can just drop blocks and make a little bridge for yourself yeah. and walk over and open a chest, treasure chest or what have you. And then what's also I really like too is that there are NPCs littered across each level mm-hmm. and you can talk to them and they'll ask you to perform side quests, whether it's kill these three enemies over here or farm these resources and craft me this weapon. And so that aspect of it I really like because it, it, it just feels more like you're a part of the world as opposed to Minecraft, it's create your world. Yeah. So how do you get the portal orbs, like the blue things? So those can be found by killing the enemies that are kind of littered throughout the world. And the enemies types change from each portal. So those change, and typically they drop different resources, and a lot of times they drop those blue orbs, or you'll have to mine different areas that are just notoriously known for dropping those. Do the creatures respawn? They do if you die. Okay. And then... um, what happened? Is there any penalty to death? You lose some experience points. Okay. Either not only these experience points, I think it's coins. You lose some coins. What are you doing over there, girl? Oh well, the Disney hey, movies. I got Hulu. If you want Hulu, the Disney movies are over there. Lauren made a brief appearance in the podcast, folks. Oh, do you not have internet? No. Oh, really? Let me see if uh. I am. I'm completely connected to your Wi-Fi. Yeah, me too. I think it's a Lauren problem. It does sound like a Lauren problem. I'm gonna text you our Hulu. I got Hulu, so you have Hulu now. Nice. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> I've been mooching off your Netflix and now HBO. Yeah. So I contributed Hulu. They should if you have a system in there. That won't work. You already tried that last week. Yes. DVDs don't work. On my PS3, because I have the OG PS3 fat. What's up? 20 gig. Blu-rays work and DVDs. Blu-rays work. DVDs do not. At least more recent DVDs. Because they were made after the production of that system. And so whatever's in the console that reads the disc can't read the new version of DVDs. 
because they were made differently than back in the early 2000s. Interesting. So, yeah. The more you know, Ryan. Yeah. Speaking of fat PS3s, we need to play through Resistance 3. We do need to do that. But first, more Portal Night. Portal Knights. So yeah, you can... I don't know. I, I love it. I'm really enjoying it. There's side quests. You can craft materials. You can craft weapons and armor. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. Are you OP yet? No, I've only played for about five or six hours. Okay. It was more of like a mindless turn on movie on my laptop and... yeah kind of hammer away at things so i'm hoping this will ease you in like it's a lubricant to get in you into minecraft yeah this is like a really nice ky jelly that i'm like really <laughs> feeling rub it all over your body and we can just ease you into the gimp soup that is minecraft that is right that was thinking the same thing yeah. and uh yeah i'm looking forward to it i think you know i didn't think that hacking my way into the middle of an earth and would be fun finding resources would be fun but it is it's mindless and I think Minecraft would be good for you if we did it together because Mm -hmm. it is freaking daunting not knowing. I mean, one, if we do it on PS4, which I think we should, it's everything. You don't have to worry about the the formulas to make things. You just put a workbench down and say, oh, you want this? And you click on it and it makes it for you. Mm, Okay. So it's a lot more user friendly, but I can show you the ropes and we can play together. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. So yeah, Portal Knights, definitely check it out. Super cheap. You can get it on PS4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and PC and Steam. So uh, it's very accessible. It's very user-friendly. It doesn't take a lot to you know get the, the hook. It's like five or six bucks because I ended up getting it. Yeah, the hook of the controls. Everything like that's very easy to pick up on, uh, pick up and play. So highly recommended. Yes. I also, thank, thanks to PSN or uh, PlayStation Plus, Modern Warfare Remastered, Call of Duty 4, mm-hmm. originally came on PS3 and 360. Loved it back then, and it still holds up so, so well. The controls in the Call of Duty games, it's been years since I've played one. I forgot how tight the controls are yeah. and the shooting mechanics. And it's wildly satisfying to use the sniper rifle in that just game to kill people. and just pick people off like nothing, man. It's yeah. so satisfying. and so Violence doesn't hurt. <laughs> translate from video games to no real not life. at all we went over that so i um i played through the campaign on whatever the normal difficulty is mm-hmm. and i did that relatively quickly and so now i'm playing through it on veteran which is the hardest difficulty Ooh, bro it's bro it's real challenging like if you're open out in the open for like three seconds right in the face dead you pop your head around the corner like what's for breakfast dead like it's crazy town and at times, it's infuriating, and I just want to throw the controller at the wall. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Ryan? You persevered. I persevere. I don't grow, I don't, I don't grow up. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's second that one. That's true, too. But I don't give up, either. <laughs> yeah. The two Gs of my life. I'm still six, and I'm persevering. Yeah. So it, it feels pretty good. Kind of Dark Souls beating bosses levels of uh, satisfaction when you finish levels. Yeah. Plus, you get a nice little... Uh, Silver trophy every time you beat a level on veteran. Oh, do you? So, nice. I was actually feeling. What was that game that I bought the second of? Wolfenstein Two. Yeah, New I was Colossus. actually feeling that last night. We should start feeling that tonight too. That That's BJ what I was Blazkowicz, man. Yeah. Oh, the beginning of that game is so depressing. I ended up making potatoes for like three hours yesterday, and then I just fell asleep. But German potatoes? No, they're golden potatoes, and I put um, garlic and olive oil, um, and then the. Garlic or golden potatoes are the really tiny ones that you get in a bag. Yeah. So I ended up making like four bags worth. Good stuff. Prepping for this week. 
But awesome. yeah, I was feeling like shooting some Nazis. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm per t- the usual. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, Wolfenstein, New Order, Old Blood, and New Colossus, and uh, pretty soon Young Blood. When you play as Young Blood, BJ's two daughters that'll come out, I think, in July or June. Uh, very much like the Call of Duty games, that the shooting mechanics are super tight. Controls very well. It's incredibly challenging. I will let you know that. So you can play. I know. I you can change the difficulty on the fly, and you can play on the easiest difficulty if you want. And you can. I did not persevere as you do. Yeah. On the first time I played Wolfenstein, it's a pretty challenging game, but it's definitely worth it. And I love it because you can play it either stealthily. You can go through the levels without really killing anyone, Mm -hmm. or you can kill them, but you can come up behind them with a knife and stab them. So no one, you can alert no guards. Yeah. Or you can just go in guns blazing, crazy, dual-wielding, giant ak 47 That's more just, my style. Yeah. It's just kamikaze. I mean, you run in with sticky grenades, chucking frags and uh, plasma. You'll love pistols. it. I'm looking forward to hearing your impressions. But uh, I think that's all I've been playing. Oh, PSA, public service announcement. I will be on the Tarquan podcast tomorrow. Cool. T-A-R-Q-U-A-N or something like that. Look up Zach Archer on YouTube, and one of his recommended channels is Tarquan. When did you record that? Recording it tomorrow. Oh, okay. And so I think I I mentioned it on the last podcast. I'm going to be participating in the Gents Challenge. If you go to... I don't have my Discord open. I'll plug it next week, or I'll I'll put the link in the show notes. Link in the show notes, folks, for the um, Pete's Game Room Forum previously. This is kind of all of the the users, if you will, that went off on their own Discord. Mm. And they do a summer backlog challenge type of thing where you list 10 to 15 games. I already talked about it. Yeah, you that you hope to play or hope to beat. And then you're paired with someone and they suggest two games for you to play. Well, I was talking with Andy, Andy G, friend of the show, supporter of the show. He listens. What's up, Andy, if you're listening? What's up, Andy? With your wife driving in the car. But he's a big fan of Metal Gear Solid and like a huge fan. Like a super fan. Super fan. And he recommended that I, you know, go back to the series. Because I played the second one on PS2. Wasn't a big fan. Andy said that's actually his least favorite in the series. Sorry, Dean. I think you said that was your favorite on Twitter. Oh, well. But I bought the Legacy Collection on PS3. I'm going to go grab this real quick, Ryan. Okay. Is this Solid Snake series? Yeah. He, I don't like him in Smash. He's one of my favorite characters. In Smash? Yeah. So, The Legacy Collection by esteemed game developer Hideo Kojima. This, this collection has Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 NES games. Metal Gear um, Solid, the PS1 game. Metal Gear Solid VR Missions, I think also a PS1 game. Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, that was a PS2 game, didn't get into it. Mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots, big PS3 game when it came out. Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker on the PSP. Metal Gear Solid Band Desenay. I don't know what the heck that is. Which one's the one where he's like a metal guy with white hair and he has a sword? Uh, that's Metal Gear Solid Rising. He plays like Raiden. Maybe. Let me check. Came out a couple uh, couple years ago. I think it's, yeah, it's one of the newer ones. But uh, I'm really looking forward to it because I was tasked with playing Metal Gear Solid 1. One of the most... Well-known PS1 games is held up there in the highest of regards with titles like Final Fantasy VII and Ms. Pac-Man Maze Madness. So, looking forward to... Is uh, that a top-down game? Yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Sort of. Sort of. Metal Gear Solid. You said Rising? Yeah. 
Well, Metal Gear Solid Rising is not. That's just a hack and slash third person action game. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Is that in the series or is that just kind of a spinoff? It's not canon. It's kind of a spinoff game. Oh, okay. So that one looks cool. Number five, the Phantom Pain looked really cool. Yeah, so I also got that. Phantom Pain came with Ground Zeroes, which was kind of a sort of a tech demo intro into the Phantom Pain. Okay. But uh, this series is completely screwed. The timeline of it doesn't make any sense. But everyone like on Twitter, Hearts. yeah, everyone on Twitter recommended that I play it in release order, not chronological order. Because the, the first game, technically speaking, if we're going from timeline-wise, mm-hmm. is 3, Snake Eater. And then it goes, I think, Peace Walker, Ground Zeroes, Metal Gear Solid Five, Phantom Pain, and then so on and so forth. But everyone recommended that I play Metal Gear Solid 1 first, and then probably 2, 3, 4, 5. Okay. So... So just look up a plot synopsis later. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll be talking about that next week on the podcast. I'll also be talking about it on Tarquan. Uh, I'll be on their show a couple times in the next few weeks. So if you want to check it out, they're on YouTube. And uh, I don't think they're on any podcasting apps, but you can check it out on YouTube. So Cool. And then the way they record it, you'll actually get to see my face, which is gross. But That's really gross. But uh, if you want to see what Rusty looks like in real life, you know, because you always hear these radio shows, right? Yeah, oh my gosh. You like you hear their voice and their voice sounds way more attractive than they are. Yeah. And then they look like you'd find them at Walmart in one of those back alleys. Exactly. You know? <laughs> like the loading dock under a truck and you're like, didn't picture that. Yeah. So that's basically this, what I look like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on my best day. I'm, so, I don't uh, want to hype you up too much. Yeah. So like I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Tark so Juan, they'll be pleasantly supl- surprised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I'll be playing. Over Actually, the... go back to his R.E. Lewis channel and then see how he's matured and blossomed. That's over right. The years. That's right. Yeah. There. Was, how uh, about I like that one better than the Walmart under a truck. Bald head, <laughs> braces. I was just embarrassment to humanity. Whoa, and... whoa. No, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You want to get into questions, Ryan? Sure. Let's get into questions. All right. You can write to the show at otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Ask me questions there. I put a query up on the Instagrams every week, uh, typically specific to what the topic will be, and then people kind of tailor the questions to that topic. And that was the case this week. We, uh, you know, I was putting out some stuff about E3 predictions. What do you guys want? What do you hope is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? The whole nine. So... A lot of people wrote in, Ryan. Nice. Thanks, people. Yeah. So, Andy. Circus. (laughs) (laughs) No, Andy. Big fan of the show. Andy G. Thanks, Smeagol. Yep. What's up? Andy G. He wrote in and he said, hey, my quick thoughts are a new Dragon Age and, of course, Elder Scrolls. Well, I don't think you're off base there. I think Bioware teased Dragon Age 4 last year. Yeah, they just started getting back to work after, um, what did they do? Just do Anthem? Oh, that embarrassment of a game. Yeah, didn't they just cancel the roadmap? And they did, um, they just released the the Storms or whatever, and it's just like a six-week thing, and then they go away? All I recently read is that they were going to have a massive update, mm-hmm. and they postponed that because they wanted to kind of hone it and perfect it to whatever. Yeah, so then they had a release, I think, last week or something, and it was of these, like, not Seltzer Storms, like, not Alka-Seltzer, but, like, these giant storms that they originally showed in their first trailer Mm -hmm. um, at E3 whenever ago, 
And um, it turns out, really, it's just kind of like a blue shader over it, basically. Okay. And the loot drops are super powerful, but the these storms are only around for like eight weeks, and then they go away. Mm, okay. So it's basically you put the content out there, get super powered, and then you go away for however many times, and then the rest of the base game is useless because it's not dropping this high-valued loot. Okay. So... Not a good thing, and then I think I also heard that they canceled their roadmap hmm. that they originally had. I would like to see some kind of chart for the number of people registered and playing online across all consoles. It's really bad. Day one versus today. They were on a... Probably like the stock market in 2008. Yeah. Just Whew. straight decline. <laughs> it was... Um, they actually changed the list that it was listed on um, to like a lower tiered list. So, so like it was that once on the New York Stock Exchange, now it's on like the Nikkei Index. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what a sad day for yeah. Bioware. Yeah. Oh, poor Nikkei. No, it's uh Yeah, it just it dropped the average amount of users. It's pretty bad. Well, uh hopefully they learn the lesson, you know? And there's a lot of development. It's do or die out there, man. This is the game of thrones when it comes to development of video games and I mean, people are dropping like flies over the past decade. It's really sad to see. I mean, Pandemic was one I was really sad to see go because they created games, of course, like Battlefront and Lord of the Rings Conquest and the Mercenaries games. Really, really fun um, but, games. But And the U.S. Congress is now has bipartisan support on the anti-loot box bill. Nice. Yeah. So hopefully that goes in and just screws up EA and Activision. Because they do have predatory loot boxes of like gambling for kids. Good. It's it's the wording. I was listening to the wording. I think it was on NPR as well, and it's actually pretty well worded. Because the um, was it ESRB is going to have to change the rating on their boxes to to like LB <laughs> to like, like adult loot, loot box it, something yeah. or other. Well, they have to do it in adult, and stores don't hold adult games. Ooh. So, yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. And there's like a committee that oversees the video games. And it's funny that like Activision and EA are on this committee that oversee themselves. They're basically like, loot boxes are not gambling. And now Congress is like, here, under this bill that we're trying to push, it's clearly labeled as gambling. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that goes through and protects our kids. Dude, I never knew this was such an educational program. We've become so much more sophisticated talking about NPR and bipartisan Congress <laughs> stuff. And, and the DK index. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, listeners. Yeah. You become educated. Edumacated. That's right. All right, what's the next person here on the Instagrams? Thanks, Andy, for writing in. We got Sean, friend of the show. Not really. Not the Sean that wrote in with the back of the box Sean trivia. Sean Mendez. That's right. He said, Last, laugh my ass off. Who cares about E3 when WWDC is this week? Which I thought was like some wrestling event, but yeah. it's actually the Worldwide Developers Conference for Apple. So they're going to premiere the next, you know, iPhone 14 and oh, nice iMac oh, Invisible. Um, Matt texted me and he said, "Hey, do you have an Apple Watch?" And he wants me to get an Apple Watch so we can do spy stuff. Spy stuff? Who who asked about this? Matt. Oh yeah, of course. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's my uh, signature dad calling in on the podcast. Yeah, I guess. You can't decline that one. <laughs> we're just, we have to get below. or No, we're trying to get behind that call. So we can either decline it or accept it. I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's probably a uh, smart move. 
But yeah, the, the <laughs> dead air until this goes away so we can read more questions. The Apple event happening this week. iMac Invisible. I was hearing something about Apple. I just I can't remember what it was. Landon Hughes, official sound, created my logo on my YouTube channel years ago. What's up, man? He says he hopes for an Animal Crossing Switch announcement. That is all I want yeah, and that's, care about. That's very big and high on my like, list of predictions and That'll get desires. me to like emotionally to through the next like six months to play Animal Crossing. Definitely. Give me some nook action. Mm. What's up, Tom? Uh, Travis, I was about to read his, his user handle, but uh, Travis says he's hoping for a surprise Silk Song release during the week and Animal Crossing footage. What Silk Song, Silk of course, Song? being the um the sequel or the DLC, however you want to look at it, for Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah. So he's he big, big fan of that, that game. And then he says, oh, and a surprise holiday release from Nintendo, a Star Fox title. Is this the second one coming out? Like Star Fox 2? That was on the Super Nintendo as a prototype, Ryan. Get with the program. No, I swear that there was a Star Fox game that was announced. Well, yeah, they're thinking of it. Uh, there were rumors of... Who's the people that are doing Metroid right now? So hell if I know. Starts with an R. Rufus. No, they did. Rudabellum. Oh my gosh, they did the Metroid games, and they Star they were they were supposed to be, have developed a open world racing game like Diddy Kong Racing with Star Fox characters. Why? Ride. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna figure this out. Metroid Prime developers. S- Ubisoft. No. It is Retro Studios. That's what it is. See, I knew it started with an R. Star, uh, Starlink Battle of Atlas. Okay, so those were the Instagram okay. responses. Thank you, everyone, for writing in. We also got an email from Travis. He titles it, Is This Really Seattle? He mm. says, Summer is here. I've been playing a mix of Infamous Second Son and another playthrough of Spidey. I usually take the hero route in games like this, but I've been shaking it up and going Infamous this time nice gameplay in this one is still fun but i'm finding the story to be much less interesting it's really on the nose and delson the protagonist isn't likable regardless of with pat which path you choose he's a real whiny prick like ryan <laughs> <laughs> you didn't actually have that in there <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure he did he's met me now he's probably like uh behind the scenes it's a facade yeah it at least shows <laughs> off the acting um Thanks, Travis. Acting range of Troy Baker, Mr. Joel from Last of Us, Sam Drake from Uncharted 4, and Talion. He's got a nice little repertoire of IMBD going on here. You forget it. Now he's a prick? That's that's his... The Not the actor himself, the character. Okay. So does he play prick well? Uh, I don't know. Let's read on. You forget <laughs> it's him. Anywho, the hero choices seem forced, and the infamous choices seem like a wild shift in character. But that poor writing just shifted me to the to infamous. Plus, at least with explosive smoke powers, it's easier to just wreck enemies versus attempting to subdue them. Nice. The Seattle setting is cool too, even though I'm betting this is actually not even Seattle. It feels like what hipsters want Seattle to be. Uh. Star Fox. Star Fox. Starbucks. <laughs> forget it. The joke's over. We're not going to do that. I was about to say Starbucks mermaids swimming around and everything, but mm. Star Fox is on the mind. Couldn't. Couldn't get the words out, Ryan. He goes on. A second playthrough of Spidey, balancing out Delson's pettiness with some actual heroics is even better. Damn, what a good game. I'm on the fence about the overpriced DLC, $25 for what's supposed to be three to five hours of extra content, but I'll probably break and get it once I'm done with New Game Plus. 
Yeah. He goes on, Ryan, a question for you. Number one, not saying this is my review of Infamous, but have you ever thought a game was pretty bad, but you still had a lot of fun playing it? Ryan, to you. Hmm. Yeah. Probably the majority of Lord of the Rings games for me. The Fellowship of the Ring being one. It's a complete broken mess. It wasn't made by EA. Uh, Two Towers and Return of the King, of course, were Fellowship of the Ring. Let's look up the developer. I'm sure they're completely gone at this point. Fellowship of the Ring. PS2. All right, we're going to the Wikipedias here. It was developed by WXP Pocket Studios, or no, Surreal Software developed the PS2 game. And they were founded in 2000, or 1995 in Seattle, Washington, of all places. They, are, they uh, went under in 2010. They created Draken, Order of the Flame. <laughs> Draken, the Ancient's Gates. Draken? The Fellowship of the Ring, the Suffering, the Suffering Ties That Bind. Whoa. Oh, no way. They were the developers behind Lord of the Rings, The Treason of Isengard, which was canceled. That sounds like it'd be a cool game. I think that was a game where you played as Gandalf. I could be wrong, but I remember seeing old concept footage and art of that game, and it looked really cool. Man, that would have been awesome. Well, the more you know, I suppose. But The Fellowship of the Ring is kind of like a derpy third-person action game where you start out in the Shire, and this kind of ruined the game for most people. It almost ruined it for me. But you have to play as Frodo and lure the Black Riders away with throwing rocks, and it's nearly impossible to get out of the shower without them seeing you. So, But if you get past that, then it's just a really... Look up the footage for this game. I mean, now it looks pretty bad, but the art style at the time was very um, folktale-like, and I really liked the aesthetic appeal of it, Ryan. Oh. It's a very interesting game. But you also got to play as Legolas, Gandalf... Aragorn, the Hobbits, most of the cast, actually. I had a good time with it. Good. But it's also terrible, so that's an example. Um, I would have to say Kingdom Hearts 1 did not age well. Fuck you. But I also enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. It's mechanically, from when I played it, like, a year ago, it does not hold up well. Kingdom Hearts 2 is a little bit better, but... It's yeah. still the platform in Kingdom Hearts One is like infuriating. The end boss in Kingdom Hearts One, like where you have to restart once Mickey, like, and, or not Mickey, uh, Donald and Goofy are outside of that giant orb thing on the island, and then he's just dashing around. The camera's just completely screwed up. Didn't age well, but I also had a lot of fun. Yeah, like just grinding and everything. Uh, RuneScape is kind of. A jumbled mess. It's the I th- I'd say RuneScape three. Um, they took away all of the nostalgic kind of old. Oh, there's now it's divided into old school and new, like the new RuneScape three, and the old classic kind of retroy feel is kind of all away, and it doesn't hold up graphically, and it's kind of just a grind fest. Okay, um, I enjoy it, but it is kind of broken. Gotcha. Um, I will have to think on this one because that's a hard one to do on the spot. Most of my PS1 collection, I would think that would fit this. Um, Tom and Jerry Housetrap 
really stupid game. Had a lot of fun playing that. I like the Casper platformers on the PS1. Those were good times. My sister and I loved those. It's kind of a... Um, oh, God, what is that game called? I'm trying to think of the the way these types of games are shot. It's, it's not third person. It's kind of bird's eye view. Oh, I can't think of the name that that's... Um, Ah, it doesn't doesn't matter. But the Casper games were fun little platformers that to anyone else would be just garbage. What there was a P or a um Xbox 360 game that allowed you to change between a lot of different characters and like I think it was platforming. Cameo, the elements of something. I think that's it. Cameo. Elements of something. Just type in Cameo Xbox 360. Xbox 360. Elements of power. Oh, come on. Yes. This game was shit. But it was so much fun. We actually... I had to stop playing this one. This was, I think, a launch title for the 360, bro. Yeah, it was. I, I just Googled launch title for 360. Um, so this one... It was not good. And they're like... If a character got hit... Like, one of the characters that you could play as, it sounded like she was in the middle of intercourse. Oh. And, like, we had the volume really loud, and she, we were in this place that we were just sucking at. And it just... Mom came down. She's like, what are you guys watching? And, <laughs> like, really sternly. We're like, this game, and it's like us fighting some monster thing. Yeah. She's like, uh, maybe we should return this game. <laughs> Yikes. So we never played it again. I think Pete is actually a huge fan of that game. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. No, I really enjoyed that I one. I guess who actually developed that game, Ryan? Um, Probably what, the same people as Rare. Was it Rare? Yeah. It was a good game. I think Grant might have even done some music for that game, but could be wrong. Really? But uh, yeah. No, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you were a flower at one point. Yeah, you kind of can turn into all kinds of different things. Yeah. Hence elements of power. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Cool. Good stuff. Well, that's all for the questions this week. Awesome. Thanks for writing in. Yeah, Travis, Sean, Andy. Circus. <laughs> all of you. But yeah, if you want to write into the show, anything that makes the show better, topics of suggestion, you know the, the whole pitch at this point, yep. talking about this podcast at gmail.com. But I think we should start talking about E3, Ryan. Yeah, sure. So, of course, the weeks leading up to E3, there's always tons of news kind of surfacing before the actual reveals can come out. And there's also just people teeing up uh, stuff they plan to talk about. And that would be Nintendo and Pokemon. Yes. So, this uh, Wednesday, June 5th, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to get a 15-minute video talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Cool. So, my guess is we're going to get a release date. More Pokemon details, maybe see some of the evolutions of the starter Pokemon, and uh, hopefully Wonder Trading, Ryan? God, Wonder Trading and just a trading market. Yeah. So, high hopes for that. We'll talk about it next week on the podcast, of course. But uh, they also announced a number of different Pokemon just things, and one of them being Pokemon Home, which comes out next year. We don't have a solidified date, I don't think. But uh, Game Informer, I have an article pulled up here, and it said, Pokemon Home, available on smartphones starting in 2020, is an app that lets you store the Pokemon you catch in a single online home. You can upload Pokemon using the 3DS Pokemon Bank app, which itself lets you upload Pokemon from several different Pokemon games, Pokemon Go, the Let's Go games, and the upcoming Sword and Shield. 
So the goal of home is to give every Pokemon you catch some sort of value, and you can also trade anything in Pokemon Home with friends locally or online. Mm. You can also trade Pokemon with random strangers on the internet, which is what I assume to be wonder trading. Awesome. So I love random people on your on the phone. Internet. Can you imagine? Yeah, what is it going to be like a rate thing? Because I buy Pokebank, which is basically like a storage. It's like five bucks a year. My guess is it's probably going to be like a five to ten dollar app. And I doubt they're going to charge a, like a yearly fee for that. Yeah, that's probably They don't typically true. do that for apps, I wouldn't think. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't have a ton of... I don't think I've paid for like any apps on my phone, really. Yeah, so. I haven't either. Maybe Angry Birds back in the day. Yeah, something like that. But Yeah, yeah so I and think that's really... Star Wars. <laughs> what's that? Yeah, hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands. But, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. I think that'll be cool to kind of have that visual on your phone and just kind of cycle through all your Pokemon that you've caught over the years. And <laughs> you're in a meeting, like just like Zapdos, Articuno, <laughs> screw you, Pidgey, I'll turn you into coins or whatever. Wouldn't be the first time. So that's good stuff. But uh, also this week, Ryan, how about that Death Stranding trailer? What the heck is going on? I have no idea. So I was watching that and I had no, like, what there's like a dead world that you have to have like in a baby to connect to to get to this like death hell world right <laughs> I, I don't even know i mean it's so i think hideo kojima is nuts is actually the twin of tetsuya namara because their minds are so screwed tetsuya namara is of course the creator of kingdom hearts oh like yeah. those two stories I mean, Death Stranding takes things to the, the nth degree here. Norman Reedus, of course, is starring... And then you got Miyazaki with Bloodborne. Yeah. Those three guys should get into a room and create a game Just together. a bunch of Japanese dudes talking about crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't even want to begin to digest or kind of decipher this game on air. Go and watch the trailer yourselves. I don't know what the heck's going on. From a gameplay perspective specifically, you have Norman Reedus kind of just traveling this open world it almost looks it looked like a, pretty yeah it looks nice kind of a walking simulator he casually carries a ladder everywhere and uses it to kind of traverse and scale mountains yeah it i didn't know about the gameplay when those like three people were running after him and he was just like instead of fighting he just sprinted away and that and he was hitting him with a briefcase I, I'm like, do I have no weapons to fight people? That'd be terrifying. They didn't showcase any kind of gunplay. Yeah. He was punching and using some hand-to-hand combat, and then when he picked up the briefcase, he was just whacking these people in the face. Yeah. But... I, I think it's going to be like another God of War 4, except your companion's going to be a baby, and you're going to have to go into hell with this baby. <laughs> and the baby in umbilical cord connects you to hell, and then like... Those people at the end, like, came out of fire and, like, I don't know. Yeah. Fight me. Write in next week. If you think it's anything but a baby walking simulator from hell, you're wrong. Bring it on. Yeah. (laughs) What's really kind of frightens me about this game, though, is that it's coming out November 8th this fall, which I thought this game was a pipe dream. I didn't think it was ever going to come out. If it was, I was thinking 2022, 23, PlayStation 5. When Kingdom Hearts, you know, 4 comes out. Yeah. But now that this is coming out in the fall, I think that means Last of Us 2 is getting delayed to early next year. Really? Because of that release date? Because this is such a big title. I mean, this is like dropping a new Metal Gear, dropping another Bloodborne, 
I don't think they want to crowd that release window. And this is a new IP, right? Completely new. It's a Hideo Kojima game. And people automatically buy into him because he's just a... He's so well-known at this point with the Metal Gear Solid series. But with a game as big as Last of Us 2, everyone wants to play that because everyone loves... Most people love the first... Wasn't that going to screw up the Star Wars release date? Fallen Order or whatever? Yeah. I mean, we have a new Call of Duty coming in the fall. There's, of course, all of those third-party titles that are coming out. Better be Animal Crossing in the fall. Yeah, So, but I think Sony specifically... I mean, that Star Wars game is EA-specific. It's it's going to, of course, come out on a PlayStation console. But Sony only has the authority specifically for their first-party titles. The biggest ones on, on the horizon are, of course, uh, Last of Us 2 and, and this Death Stranding. So we haven't heard anything yet. I think we'll probably get word in the next week or two that Last of Us 2 is delayed to February. Which is okay. It's fine. I just... I'd rather have Death Stranding come out early next year and we get Last of Us 2 earlier. Oh, for sure. if it means that they're going to polish the game and make it even better, then by all means, take all the time you need. Yeah. I mean, I can't really complain because I played Last of Us for the first time like last month and most people played it for the first time four years ago. So Yeah, a little late to the party. Yeah, I I don't have a whole lot of time to wait. So not a big deal, but still... That's like a me playing Kingdom Hearts like couple months before the, the third, third one comes yeah out. yeah exactly yeah uh, the other trailer i'm not sure if you watched it was the call of duty modern warfare yes there's lots of controversy around it what was there yeah i was hearing some things like it's too violent too realistic we want less death it's like you you missed the core concept of war <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> you could have raged about I, i'm pretty sure that was what it was about it was like it's so realistic at this point I thought it looked awesome. I think it looks amazing. Like, people coming out of the shadows in the woods when it was super dark, and like they'd come out behind trees or like raise up, and I was like, awesome. Yeah, and ghillie looks suits. Cool. Graphically, it looks unbelievable. Yeah. And if it plays anything, and it'll probably play 100 times better than Modern Warfare Remastered, I'm going to buy this probably. day. I mean, maybe not day one, but probably in the fall at some point, I'm going to be picking this up. Yeah. Because I think it comes out October 25th, if I remember that correctly. Sure. And uh, if I could get a nice like Christmas deal to get it for forty bucks, I'd pick it up. Yeah, I, I'm always worried about how they monetize it, but I think aren't they doing a uh, storyline? Yeah, there's a campaign. Yeah. Otherwise, I probably would not play it. Yeah. But Captain Price is back, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's not a sequel to the Modern Warfare, the first one. They're calling it and labeling it as kind of a soft reboot of sorts. Which is cool. Yeah. Getting back to the roots. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things is like it's violent because it's so realistic and you're like storming places. Do you Did you ever play where you're in like that Russian airport shooting up people? That was the second Modern Warfare. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty crazy. You were yeah. just mowing down innocent people. Yeah. It's like, hmm, do we raise concerns about that one? Yeah. That. Well, there was a lot of controversy at the time for that, which understandably so, so. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So, good stuff. Those are like the most notable news stories that I remember. Uh, but again, it's been two weeks. I'm sure I'm missing something. Did you end up watching the Game of Thrones thing yet? The uh, two-hour documentary? Yeah. Okay, I have not watched that yet. So, was it good? It was okay. Yeah, I fast-forwarded through most of it just because they were talking to a bunch of extras. Mm. And I wanted them to talk to the prominent actors and actresses who played these characters for the past 10 years. Yeah. The, f- the parts I found most interesting were early in the morning when Amelia Clark would come in to get her hair and makeup done and she'd be talking to her makeup artist about 
whatever. Yeah. Like those interactions I felt were really kind of personal and just real. Yeah. And so that was cool to see. The other really neat scene, spoiler alert for Game of Thrones final season if you've not seen it yet, they got the scripts three days before the live table read with the cast for the whole season. Kit Harrington did not read any of the script going into it. And so it was really cool to get those raw reactions when the person narrating the scenes would say, and then Arya jumps up and pierces the Night King with her, you know, Valyrian yeah. steel dagger. Like everyone was like cheering Maisie Williams. The on, Hound which was, really was just cool. like, yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. And then when the person was narrating and Jon Snow takes his sword and plunges it into Danny's heart and she dies. Like Kit Harrington started just like crying, was just like putting his hands on his head, like what? I cannot believe this is happening. And Amelia Clark is so expressive in her emotions and yeah. her eyebrows and whatever. And just her reaction to his reaction was just was really cool because they're really good friends. Yeah. Um. So to see that moment for them was really cool. Uh, those are kind of the most notable things. I mean, they had some other just tidbits of how they filmed certain things. Of course, all the work that goes into creating the outfits and everything like that and the sets. But. Like Honestly, last day stuff. Yeah, last day, people filming their last scenes. Yeah. The only ones I really remember were Jon Snow and Danny. Like those and only then two. I think they also did they have Sansa? I was seeing stuff on Instagram yes, with Sansa. Sansa, they had that. But honestly, I, I was kind of disappointed they didn't have like Lena Headey, uh um, what's her Queen Cersei? Cersei. They didn't have anything on her really. There was just not a whole lot of behind the scenes interviews, which that's kind of what I wanted to see. Yeah. But it just goes to show you how much really goes into making that show. Um, say what you will about smashing it all together in six episodes. I don't think we'll ever see a TV show again that has such brilliant script writing. Yeah. I mean, you watch the first five seasons, and I don't think anyone in their right mind can watch that and say this is terrible. Now, granted, I get it if you have a problem with nudity. It's it's way over the top, and it's excessive, and in many cases, completely and utterly unnecessary. In the first one or two seasons. Yeah. For sure. But the script writing and just the scenes with, with Tyrion and Daenerys and um, Cersei, just all of their characters and the dialogue is unbelievably well done. Yeah. So. I'll have to watch it. But yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think. Let's get into predictions, Ryan. Let's go through right. each of the triple... Well, I guess we can't go through all triple A, or the big three, I should say, because Sony's not going to be D3 this year. Yeah. So I have predictions for Microsoft and Nintendo, okay. and then I just have a few quick blurbs for third-party studios that I hope they're making particular games. I just have a list of games. So do you want to do your main studio things and see how they resonate to my list? Sure. And then I can go off of my list. Let's do that. I'm so, way less organized today than you. That's fine. For Microsoft and Nintendo, I, I split into three categories for each. So I have realistic expectations. 50-50, like it could, it could not happen. Yeah. And then hopes and dreams, probably not. So for Microsoft, my realistic um, predictions are Gears 5 is shown off, probably has a fall release. We're going to see more about Halo Infinite. And my guess is at the very end of the trailer, it's just going to say 2020 without any real indication of spring, summer, fall. Yeah. It's just going to say 2020. I, I think they're actually going to have, I put Halo Infinite as well. Um, they're going to have gameplay. Like... Master Chief doing Master Chief stuff because I think they're trying to reboot. I was talking to some GameStop guy, and they're saying they're trying to reboot the Halo, yeah, in the old kind of style versus the new. I think that makes the most sense for them yeah. to do at this point. They need to finish off the Cortana storyline, and then they need to get back to its roots. 
And you can reboot it however you way you want, but we want more old style Halo. My guess is they'll have a cinematic trailer and then everyone will clap and applaud and then they'll bring people up on stage, like developers, that'll play like someone will be narrating walking you through this is at one point in the game where Master Chief does this and it's like fifteen minutes of gameplay. And it would be awesome if they gave him like new abilities or like gave him something that is kind of out of left field. I think they probably will do something yeah. really neat and different just because... Could you imagine an RPG Halo? It'd be pretty sweet. I'd That'd be down be for that. would be pretty sweet. I mean, that would honestly... If it came out the tail end of the Xbox One's life, I would consider getting an Xbox One for, for a number of reasons. One, the backwards compatibility. Laura yeah. and I could get rid of our 360 because I could basically play every 360 game I want on that console. I could play a number of original Xbox games on the console... Does it have X or backwards compatibility? All the way back to the original Xbox. Does the Pro have backwards compatibility? No, PS4 Pro does Come not. Come on, Sony, you suck. And then it also has, um, I would say there's probably five to eight games I'd like to play on the console. The one I want most is Rare Replay, which has 30 of Rare's games remastered for the console, yeah, including at all. Jet Force Gemini, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark Zero, all three Banjo-Kazooie games, and a number of other ones. Cameo elements of powers on there. So let's get some moaning people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I could definitely go back and play Halo again. That would be a lot of fun. I could get the Master Chief collection. Remastered. What was that? The black dude, the general. He is a badass in like re-rezzed. Yeah, I don't even remember. But that'd be I mean, honestly, if I had like a small stack of like eight to ten Xbox One games and I could get the system for like 150 to 200, I'd do that. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, but again, that's all dependent on. Are there only like hundred and fifty? You could probably get one for two hundred or less at GameStop nowadays. Easy. Mm. Okay. See, I'm. You were saying that FromSoft game, Great Ruin, is yeah. potentially Xbox One. I feel like, or at least I thought I heard a, a, a rumor somewhere that it's going to be shown during Microsoft's conference. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's an exclusive title. Because Sony's not going to be there, so it can't be at their conference. But they're notoriously known for like timed exclusives. They did that with the Tomb Raider game. Uh, they've done that with a number of things. Okay. What do you mean timed exclusive? So for Tomb Raider, oh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, the second one after the reboot, for a year it was exclusive to PC and Microsoft or PC and Xbox One. Okay. So. See if. That was on my thing. I think they're going to show something about that. I think, oh, undoubtedly. A trailer or something. Because yeah. uh, George R. R. Martin was actually flown out to Japan to consult, which yep. is awesome. Yeah. And open world, you go to different kingdoms and um, get abilities of the people you conquer. Yeah. Kind of like Sh or uh, Middle Earth. Yeah, a little bit like that. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Heck yeah. If that's on Xbox, just exclusive, I'll have to get an Xbox. Yeah, for sure. From soft is life. That's right. Uh, my next one, as Microsoft usually does, I think they're just going to shower the crowd with self praise about their backwards compatibility and Xbox Game Pass policies. Yeah. For however long they choose to do that. So that's really all I have for my realistic expectations and, and hopes or whatever. My 50 50 ones, I think they're just going to acquire more studios. I hope not, but potentially they'd somehow acquire the rights to From Software. I think that would be stupid Xbox? and I would hate that but I think the more realistic thing is that it's a temporary exclusive for them and they showcase this new open world RPG Great Ruin okay because they've been known for the past three to five years 
Sony, just Sony, acquired, Sony. Well, no, no, no. So Microsoft is just like, we acquired 15 studios and they're working on 150 different games oh. for us. So I wouldn't put it past them. From Software, I think, is way too big at this point. Yeah, they went to Activision. It's like, yo, can we make a game with you guys? And Activision's like, dude, takes as much money as you want. Yeah. If so, Activision, like can do that i doubt microsoft will be able to acquire I don't think they them have the, as a whole i don't think if we're talking specifically the revenue that they bring in from their video games mm-hmm. software i don't think they have the coin to make a purchase like that no so <laughs> yeah make me a game that's over 90 per like approval rating okay yeah it was like 95 <laughs> yeah that's not gonna happen so some hopes and dreams ryan yes i hope for the love of all that is holy do something with the rare freaking name. Revive some of our long-lost favorite franchises from Rare. I don't think Banjo 3 is ever going to happen at this point. I'm sorry, Travis. We can hope, right? But a new Perfect Dark or even a complete remake of the first game Perfect Dark mm-hmm. would be terrific. My never-going-to-happen hope and dream, though, would be Jet Force Gemini. A sequel to that franchise. This is a very linear game from what I remember of the gameplay, right? Yeah, but they could make it open world. Okay. It'd be a really fun multiplayer game too. And is for that one, are those like one type of monster or a bunch of different types? Bunch of different types. Okay. So it'd kind of be like a monster hunter? Well, you're like a colony of ants, but... <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. You're like... Little... Did I miss the core concept of the game? Jeff Force Gemini is just a bizarre, goofy... Okay shooter yeah i'd be cool with that yeah my other one that a franchise that we haven't really seen since the 360 fable 4 please a complete throwback to what made this series great in the first place a goofy graphical aesthetic set in this world of albion action rpg choose your character's gender and moral path good or evil and then you even see changes to your character's physical appearance based on the path you choose if you choose good, you have a little halo on the top of your head by the end. If you're evil, you start to grow horns out of your head. It's just such a fun action RPG that I know a lot of people, it's kind of like a love or hate relationship with the series because it, it can be kind of juvenile at times. You walk up to people and it's kind of like The Sims where you have like a little wheel to choose how you want to interact with them and you can put your, your, your hand under your armpit and start making fart noises or mm. you can try and like woo people over by doing little street tricks and stuff like that. You can pull out a little ukulele and start you know, playing some tunes. It's just so cool. I just love interacting with NPCs in that game. I love the story. Just the bizarre graphical style that it has that also is very off-putting for folks. I think Pete, Door specifically, just couldn't get over the graphical style. Big fan of the Fable games. I've actually been eyeing the remake of the first game on 360 because it's like 10 bucks or less on eBay. I'd like to play through that again, so... Yeah, it'd be cool. I think Lauren got Fable 2 on Xbox originally, and she was playing through it and enjoyed it. I never played through it, but I'd be cool with a new one. Huge fan of the Fable series. Trying to look up. They just came out with a crackdown, right? And it was not good? Yeah. I loved the crap out of the original crackdown. I wish they would, because the second crackdown was zombies, and then the third crackdown was like space aliens or like Techno City or whatever. I would love a Crackdown game that goes back to the roots of Crackdown, as far as Microsoft goes. Well, considering it took like... Like a million years. Between two and three, I wouldn't hold yeah, your That's breath. not... 
it's not going to happen. I'm just trying to look at uh, Microsoft IPs. That would be cool. Perfect Dark is on here for sure. Um, Zoo Tycoon. Is that an Xbox exclusive? I don't know if it's exclusive, but I mean, Xbox One, that was, I don't know if it was a launch title, but it was certainly soon after its release, that was one of the games. Hmm. Quantum Redshift. That's a cool sounding game. Yeah. Viva Pinata. That's a huge series, also by Rare. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Those games are on the Rare Replay collection as well. I remember that being a lot of fun. Yeah, it's really bizarre kind of... Is it just a Simu- happy game? Simulation game where you have all these different little pinata animals come to your little farm and make friends and yeah. care for them. That'd be cool with the Viva Pinata game. with bats and candy starts coming out. Mmm, sounds like potential murder. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I have for Microsoft. So okay. if you don't have anything else specific to them. No, my main one was just Halo um, as I want to see some Halo stuff. Okay. Because we, we have not seen... Halo, I just want to go play Halo. <laughs> want some Coca-Cola? <laughs> Knox Corner. Yeah, such a crazy, stupid little YouTube series. I really like the um, uh, the lifeguard one. Where yeah. It's like, Are you the lifeguard? Yeah, I guard the life. <laughs> just like... Uh, claymation <laughs> stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Okay, so... It's, it's Knox Corner at K-N-O-X Corner. Yeah. It's just clay dudes, and it's really it's weird humor. But some it's of funny. the first movie, or, uh, videos I ever watched on YouTube, I think, yeah, back in the day. So for Nintendo, again, I broke this down into realistic, fifty-fifty, and hopes and dreams. Realistic expectations: we're probably going to get an August release date for Animal Crossing. Yes, is my thought. That's the only one I care about for E3. Hold on, there's some other good ones. Luigi's Mansion Three in October yes. would make sense. And then Zelda Link's Awakening, I'm thinking that's probably a November release. The remake for that for Switch. Yeah. So they showed a little bit of gameplay. You think they're going to show more? Yeah, they'll probably show more gameplay. We'll lock in a release date. They'll probably have some special edition with a bunch of knickknacks and gizmos or whatever Hmm. to collect. But uh, Yeah, I think Animal Crossing is the big one for Switch Mm -hmm. um, uh, that I'm most excited about. And I think they're going to... I got Prob- gizmos and gadgets aplenty. Sorry, I was just thinking of Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. Yeah. Have you watched it recently? No, but I just said... the. I was thinking gizmo, the one you have a doll of all around their place. Yeah, and I was thinking... Uh, well, I was talking about Link's Awakening special Thingamabobs! <laughs> I got 20! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, no, Animal Crossing. Okay. I want to show... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I want to see gameplay. Um, I think it was... What is it? New Leaf? The one where you go on an island and you can fish and Three, stuff? Three, yes. I want a bigger map, more places, more upgrades to your um, your house. I think you could get a basement, a room to your right, left, back, and uh, second floor. I wish you maybe more rooms upon that. Just go full on Sims and make a mansion, mm-hmm. like an even bigger mansion. Um the new leaf i think you were the mayor right so you could do a lot of mayory things yeah you Had, build like benches and stuff like that around the city you know, like upgrade a town if they could do something cool like that more innovative um that would be awesome animal crossing is just such a great game so. yes so you were just saying make it more sims like i would like it too if uh if you got... You could drown people in the pool because you didn't build a ladder. That's something potentially you could do, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking more along the lines of 
if you put a pool table or a ping pong table in your house, if you had like little interactive mini games where you can invite your friends over and you could play ping pong or that, like cool. or pool with someone or you know just these little with a Joy-Con? Yeah, like little interactive mini games that yeah, it might be a little gimmicky, but almost like Wii Sports level of entertainment. It's quick, easy. It's not over the top. There's not a lot of complexity to it. But I think adding those to your town could make for, or even like just having a little soccer field, things like that, I think would make yeah. it a lot more interactive and fun. Because it is a very stylized game, and it doesn't fully mesh with The Sims, but if they could add some of those sim-like features in there, that would be really cool. Yeah, I'd be really excited. Like, I don't necessarily need a day job, or I don't need to have to pee and, like, eat food all the time. Monitor hygiene, that's too much. Yeah, but, I mean, if I could earn bells or, like, have a kind of a job, or, like, I don't know. I've caught so many red snappers for 3,000 bells. Like, I've spent a lot of time in my life catching red snappers to upgrade my place. Yeah. If we could have better like ways to monetize, that'd be cool. And yeah. just more innovation. I just want more Animal Crossing. It's been too long. I think expanding the library of fish, fossils, and really just collectibles, like something beyond fish, bugs, and fossils. Yeah. Taking things a step further and having like and seven to eight. Geroids. Yeah. And more storage mm-hmm. than just one dresser with like 10 slots. Yeah. Um, and more things in the catalog, more different styles. Was like love, lovely robot, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, God, I'm just so horny for freaking Animal Crossing right now. Well, we got a week to wait until hopefully an announcement. I think August makes the most sense given the the number of huge releases they have mm-hmm. in the pipeline here. So the next thing I have for a real, realistic goal, or not goal prediction, is uh, Smash DLC pack will roll out. Yes. So I think uh, character possibilities i'm thinking banjo kazooie no i think that's long gone that's not happening hey you were in a pipe dream no that would be that would be a hopes and dreams prediction okay we're still realistic okay i'm thinking someone from minecraft or fortnite would probably make the most sense hero brian the evil guy of minecraft whatever that's that thing that makes the most sense because it has the most mass appeal Mm -hmm. i think someone like banjo kazooie I really hope they have one very fan servicey look at the Reddit forums, everyone wants it person. Yeah. But I, I just don't think it's going to happen at this point. Yeah, I'm curious who they're going to do. I, I was listening to an interview and they're talking about he wants characters that are not necessarily very similar to the other ones. So that play very uniquely. Yeah. And that's cool. I just hopefully they're built into a, like a fan service character yeah we'll see i mean i would again i'd pee my pants if we got a banjo kazooie announcement but i just don't think it's going to happen going into my 50 50 predictions i think we're going to see the unveiling of an of the open world star fox racing game that i spoke about earlier by retro studios because now that they're hard at work on metroid prime 4 i feel like they probably had some some people remain working on that project this star fox game and then they they sent the majority of their team to take over Prime 4. I also think we're going to get more Zelda than just Link's Awakening. I think after we see more about Link's Awakening, get a locked-in release date, someone's going to come on stage and say, but that's not the only Zelda news we have to announce. I think we're going to either get... People would flip. A triple port of Skyward Sword, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess, or just one of those three games. Because we got two of those... On the Wii U, we got a Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD remake for those cons for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. I think they're either going to bring both of those over, 
or I would love a Wind Waker or bring Skyward Sword. To the, one of those I think is going to be announced. Yeah, but completely cool with that. So that's my 50-50. I think it's been in the cards for a while now, and uh, they've already brought so many of the Wii U titles over to the Switch. It only makes sense to bring over some of the most widely regarded Zelda games. When do you think they're going to release a new Zelda title? Breath of the Wild 2. I think they're going to ride out the rest of the Switch with games like Link's Awakening HD versus creating... I mean, I think they're already working on a new Zelda. I mean, I I think as soon as Breath of the Wild was shelved, Miyamoto was hard at work with Enuma creating the next vision for the game. When, though, I think it... As Zelda titles typically do because they take so much time and energy and resources, I think it'll probably be at the end of the Switch's life, it'll come out on Switch, and it'll also come out on whatever Nintendo's next Switch console too. is. Switch 2. Yeah. Is my guess. I'm curious how they're going to improve the Switch. Well, the, uh, they've talked about a new version of that coming out later this year. Okay. Like I mean, more I'm sure, computing power, maybe? Yeah, I'm sure the resolution of the screen is going to look better. <laughs> probably more portable-friendly whatever that means. So, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I also have Metroid Prime footage will be shown, whether it's gameplay or cinematic trailer, and a soft release date of fall 2020. Okay. Is my guess. Is that going to be a 3D kind of like the GameCube Metroid, or is it going to be a side-scrolling one? No, it's going to be first-person shooter, like a 3D environments. Are you going to be getting that? So this kind of feeds into my next announcement that I think it'd be 50-50, is that the Metroid Prime Trilogy is coming to Switch this fall. So all the old ones. Yeah, one through three. So if that happens, then I would definitely pick that up. And I'm not going to play all three back-to-back, but I'll probably play Metroid Prime 1 maybe in the fall at some point. And depending on how I feel about that and just the high praises and songs that Travis sings about the series, I'd probably end up getting Prime 4. For okay. nothing else, just supporting Nintendo and Retro has been working on this game for. I think they'll long. remaster the um, the one through three. What's that? You think they'd remaster it with graphical updates, or just completely port it? They did that for the Wii, like the oh. original Wii. So I think they'd touch up the graphics a bit for the for the Switch. They'd also have to strip it of motion controls mm. because Switch doesn't have that functionality. Yeah. Um, because Prime Three Corruption was made from the ground up for the Wii. And I think one and two were kind of adapted for Wii motion controls. Doesn't the Switch have motion controls with its sticks? I guess it's gyro. Yeah, I guess it does. But yeah. I wouldn't want to play them like that. No. I'd rather just play them with my without it being docked. I'd rather play it like handheld. Yeah. So but but yeah, those are my fifty fifty predictions. Now we're getting into my hopes and dreams, Ryan. What are your hopes and dreams? The real meat of the Nintendo E3 experience. Please, for the love of everything, Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Super Nintendo, and throw some GBA games in there for the Switch Online eShop for download. I don't know why it's taking this long. The Wii had freaking TurboGrafx-16, Genesis, NES, Super Nintendo, N64, the whole kit and caboodle, and we only have NES games right now for the Switch. It's criminal. Yeah. It's... An Mario outrage. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, I would love to play me some Donkey Kong 64 portably on my Switch. That would be great. That or Mario 64, I would love. Yeah. You can go for some shines or stars. Yeah. 
These next two are for series I haven't played, but I think it'd be really cool to see a revival. <laughs> One in particular is something people have been crying about for years, and that's something Earthbound related that would come to Switch. Whether it's some sort of remake of Mother 2, which was Earthbound on the Super Nintendo, or they somehow remake Mother 3, which I think was specific to the Game Boy Advance, but was never never came over here officially. There's been some fan remakes and translations. Something Earthbound related, I think, would be really neat for the Switch. Golden Sun was a Game Boy Advance series. Golden Sun 1 and 2 came out on the GBA, and then Dark Dawn, I believe, came out on the DS. It's a series that's very highly regarded as well. I, I think we need to see just kind of rev- a revival of the turn-based RPG, JRPG. Yeah. Very traditional, old-school kind of Final Fantasy ways of playing. I think we saw a bit of that with Octopath Traveler that came out last year on the Switch, which was kind of a turn-based JRPG. Octopath Traveler? Dude, yeah. Square Enix and their naming conventions. <laughs> okay. But I think Golden Sun would play so well on the Switch. I think... Uh, yeah, I think it'd just be a great game to play portably. You looking it up? Yeah. It's a game you might like. Yeah, I might. I could go for some turn-based stuff. Um, I think they're also going to probably announce uh, Final Fantasy 16. No way. Yeah. Dude, you I think, think so? That, yeah, I think they're going to. Okay. And there's also apparently an Avengers Square Enix game. Yes, there is. Which I learned about today. Which is weird that they'd announced that because Marvel 3 Ultimate Alliance is coming this summer as well. Yeah. Which is what I'd imagine that game to play like. is kind of a top-down, four four people on screen, swap-in co-op, just brawler. Yeah. But if we have an Avengers, like, open-world Final Fantasy-level style of RPG, that'd be freaking amazing. Yeah. I'd be down for that. I'd be really down for that. Yeah. Like a Spider-Man or like a six a Superman 64. Wait, what? No, no. Superman 64 is terrible. <laughs> Just no, like flying a sp- through rings. Yeah. No, like a, uh, a Spider-Man like city-wide, like very large scale. Mm-hmm. Square Enix is, they do pretty good work. Yeah. No, I definitely have uh, I trust them. high hopes for that. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Ryan, this last game. Again. Please, people. Camelot. You're not doing anything. You just finished up a crappy Mario Tennis game. Mario Golf. Yes. Please bring us a nice spring 2020 release to accompany my 27th year of birth, Mario Golf. It, God, I could go for that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I want online play functionality. I want as many characters in there as we have for you know your Mario Tennises these days. I want like 20, 25 characters. I want at least 10 of them to be unlockable. Give mm-hmm. us like 15 to 16 courses. Give me a story mode, like Game Boy, like the Game Boy Advance game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pro Tour, whatever the heck that was called. You got to create your own little character. You got, it was like an RPG of sorts. Yeah. You got to up your stats. You had skill points that you would allocate after matches and everything like that. Oh, God, that sounds nice. Yeah. Sounds really nice. So please... Don't be like Mario Tennis and just throw out some sloppily put together tennis game. Take your time with this. Hopefully you've been working on it for like two or three years. Steve got that one and um, he said he got boring after like 
four hours. Yeah. And he didn't he hasn't played it since. I don't I mean, that's why I really didn't like the three DS Mario Golf game because there just wasn't a whole lot there. There was a couple courses, not a lot of characters, and there was no story mode to it. It was just yeah. play as any Mario character you want and go golf. That was it. Yeah. So I would love that. Is Bethesda gonna be at this one? Well, of course. They're gonna have their own conference. So I think they're gonna show Starfield. Okay. Some gameplay or anything. We haven't seen anything about Starfield. I don't think so. Right? And that's coming out before Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. Well, who knows? Bethesda's always been kind of crazy with their releases, so I don't really know. Yeah. So hopefully they have some... Because I don't know anything about the game. Do you know anything about the game? No, I know nothing. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if they've really talked about what we can expect, if it's like an open-world RPG, if it's space simulator i don't know yeah so they might be showing gameplay mm-hmm. hopefully they were oh, i forget what it's called they're going to be upgrading a lot of stuff for their engine um i forget the technical term ray tracing yeah for elder Scrolls 6 for light and stuff and i think they're also going to do it on um this starfield so i think they're going to probably put something out at least a teaser or Give us some resemblance of what the hell they're actually working on. All I want from Bethesda is just... More Fallout. Four, yeah, no. 45-second trailer. That's all I need of Elder Scrolls Six. Just show me the world a little bit. Just like, just you like think a, they have that? Like dip my big toe in the pool. You know, just like a little bit. A little taste. A little sliver. I see. I, I mean, I would... I'm all for dipping toes in slivers of Bethesda's 45-second trailers. Yeah. But... I think they're going to pump Starfield out before Elder Scrolls. And I think Probably. Elder Scrolls is going to be end of this life, new life of PS whatever, 5. Yeah. 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 I think they're actually trying to acquire the rights for... Um, God, what was the place that they're trying to do this next one at? Redguard? I think it's actually a name of a different game, Redguard. So they're trying to get the rights of it. Is that an Elder Scrolls game? I don't know what's happening. Redguard, I think, is... I know Bethesda was working on trying to get the rights or the naming conventions for this new place. I, I thought it was Redfall. Redfall, that's... Okay. Yeah. But they're working on acquiring it, so hopefully... Just give us something, Bethesda. If it's yeah. not monetization, hell. So like one of my the, other Bethesda hopes and dreams, my miscellaneous predictions here, would be another Dishonored game. From Arcade, Arcane Studios. That'd of course, be cool. Bethesda publishes those games, but just the shooting in those games are so tight. I love the, like that as well. But all of the, the weird, crazy powers that you can eventually <sighs> equip with your character. I love my stealth games. Dishonored is at the height and peak of what I'd want from a stealth game. To have Dishonored 3 come out, you know, next fall, whenever you can give it to me. You know, no rush. <laughs> but uh, I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. If uh, if we saw some kind of sequel or prequel, wildly improbable at this point because Shadow of War came out two years ago, I would love another Middle Earth Shadow of whatever game. Yeah. That'd be cool. I need to play the first two first. But. Yeah, you do. But, yeah. uh, I mean, I played those games to death. I would love another one, whether it's Talion or maybe it's sent... Or that human girl. Yeah. Maybe it's somehow set years before... Italian got wraith powers and you just play as a ranger. I'd be fine with that too. Yeah. Or one of those battle royale games, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. 
And uh, my last little mini prediction here, just again, I love my stealth games. I think Ubisoft has been quoted as saying recently that they have no plans to revitalize this series, but you can always lie to the public to keep things on the, the DL. Yeah, lying's not a sin. A new Splinter Cell game. So. Hmm. Okay. I just like stealth games. I didn't know, they, I didn't know Ubisoft made Splinter Cell. Yeah. Is it a shooter or is it a... St- I've never played... Sam Fisher, he's like the little, you know, operative dude. He's kind of like the James Bond, Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise, all in a blender. Mm. Splinter. These games started on the PS2, Xbox, and... You had Pandora Tomorrow, Chaos Theory, then you had Double Agent, and Blacklist, and all those other spinoff games. Okay, I recognize this. Yeah. Very highly regarded games. Tactical, stealth... Clancy. Shooters. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Good stuff. I think Cyberpunk will also get some gameplay of that, so we haven't seen much of that. CD Projekt Red. Yeah, probably. Um, And then I want to see gameplay of the Star Wars game. Fallen Order. Yeah, let's see some good footage. I want to see some crazy lightsaber action. I also, it would be really cool. Force action as well. Definitely. If we saw some cameo of a really well-known, beloved Star Wars character. Yeah. We don't really know what timeline this game fits, do we? Or no, 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 yeah, we do. It's between three and four, I think. What if they showed us, what is the... Yeah, because Vader's going through the galaxy and making sure he's extinguishing all of the, or exterminating all of the Jedi. This is right after Order 66 is... Is it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Rom Coda. That would be amazing if they had... It's this guy. From the Old Republic? From Force Awakens. Oh. He's the like one of the first bosses, and he's a Jedi. If they could show him, that would be an awesome callback. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to see cool cameos. I just want that game to wow me. I hope it's more than just like a six-hour stupid campaign and it's more just about the online with microtransactions. Or yeah. EA said it has no online, right? I think they said that. Yeah, I think it's all single player and it's open world and you're a Jedi. Cool. As long as you have a lightsaber, you can customize that lightsaber. I Can you imagine a like a Dark Souls Star Wars game where you could Dude. customize Force Awaken kind of like force powers? Not as long as EA has the rights to those games. I know. That's sad. Come on, FromSoft. Yeah. You've got Game of Thrones. Take the Star Wars license. You've got whatever the hell Bloodborne is. Yeah. And Sekiro kind of makes sense. Dark Souls doesn't make any sense. But Star Wars, FromSoft. Yeah. God, I can only get so moist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Might have just found the episode title. Yeah. I can only get so moist. (laughs) But uh, that's really all I had for E3. You know, there's so many things that we could predict and talk about, but um, I got to pee, so probably going to need to take a break here soon. Okay. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm really excited about it. Ryan, Lauren is leaving for Japan next Saturday. Yes. So, woohoo! But uh, that's always a good thing. No, but it actually is kind of nice. I love you, Lauren, so much. But E3 week. To just be able to come home after work and just see all the footage. Have to see Lauren. And just digest all that goodness. I'm gonna have to get coffee alone. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. No, that's all right. Japan does suck the like third and fourth time. So yeah. I'm sure she's not gonna have fun. Yeah, it'll be rough because we're going to Alaska like three days after she gets back or something. Yeah. But. But yeah, well, I'm excited for Alaska still. 
Alaskan cruise going for 10 days. So we'll probably have to pre-record an episode to drop it for you guys. Mm-hmm. But we'll take a little two-week break between episodes because we're going to be swimming with uh, killer whales and riding huskies. Yeah, I'm going to the Alaskan a, wild. I'm going to get a pack of wolves. Yeah. Come back. Yeah. Heck take, yeah. Take down the mountain. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. We'll be back, folks. And with the power of editing, we are back, Ryan. And we're going to do something really fun. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I switched over to my calendar for tomorrow. For work? <laughs> <laughs> Instant tears. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we love our lives, folks. Don't even worry yeah. about it. So, friend of the show came in real strong. I suggested and kind of put the, uh, the feelers out there. I was hoping that someone, if they had the time and, uh, you know, they really wanted to, write in a backup box trivia for Ryan and I. And, you know, I kind of just suggested... Um, kind of putting the text in white if you send it in so that Ryan and I wouldn't know so we can kind of square off for Back of the Box Trivia. So Sean wrote in with nine games for the Back of the Box Trivia. Ryan and I are going to do a little showdown. Cool. Now, we only have two mics and two people here, so we are going to... I'm going to read these and out loud, and I have to read it all the way through, and then, yeah, I guess we'll just... If you know it, kind of an honor system, we can kind of say it at the same time. Okay. And we can take all the time we need to think about it. I can reread it multiple times. And uh, we'll tally it up at the end to figure out who's the, you know, the true... Do we only get one guess? Yeah. We'll get one first guess. Okay. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. All right. So number one. You ready? Yes. Born ready. The new single player game from blank blends adventure, puzzle, and action gaming. Blank has earned over 70 industry awards, with more than 30 Game of the Year awards that celebrate its gameplay, innovation, and story. Start thinking with blanks. Blank challenges players to change the way they approach the possibilities in any given environment. Survive hours of new first-person puzzle challenges. Open blanks. Move objects and yourself through space. I think I know what it is. Through space? Yes. I was good until space. <laughs> I don't think you've played this. I was thinking Uncharted, because everything sounded like Uncharted until space. Okay. And then space threw me for a loop. Yeah, I think I know what it is. Okay, Uncharted in space. I think it's Portal 2, because let's, let's fill in the blanks here. That does sound... The new single-player game from Valve... Blends adventure, puzzle, and action gaming. Valve has earned over 70 industry awards with more than 30 Game of the Year awards that celebrate its gameplay innovation and story. Start thinking with... Portal guns. Portal guns. (laughs) (laughs) Portal 2 challenges players to change the way they approach the possibilities in any given environment. Survive hours of new first-person challenges. Open portals. (laughs) Move objects and yourself through space. All right. Okay. We'll should go I, Portal 2. Should I reveal? Yeah, because I don't think I've... Oh, it's Portal. Portal. It's the first one. Okay. Zero points across the board. Okay. <laughs> Mine's uncharted in Crap. space. I guess it never really set a sequel. Valve just had so many games. Okay. That's a good one. That's a really... Have you played Portal? No, I want to play it with someone, though. 
Portal 2, I think, is co-op. Portal, the first game, is purely single player. I want to play it. It's a really It looks amazing. Game. I played it on the orange box back on, on the 360 because it came with Portal, Team Fortress 2, and Team ha- Fortress 2 was the best. Yeah, and Half-Life 2. Episodes I haven't, I haven't played any Half-Life either. I played a little bit of Half-Life 2, and it, it was okay. It wasn't the game that people put up on this pedestal. Okay. But ready for two? Fight us for that one. <laughs> ready for game two? Yeah. Blank the Blanks. Nice. (laughs) Details. It says, Blank the Blank's parents picked a fine time to go on vacation. When they come back, they're going to be faced with an island trashed by the spiteful space bully, Blank. Unless the local Blanks can do something about it. So join Blank as he teams up with Blank, the Blank, Blank, the Blank, and Blank the Blank in an epic Blank adventure, unlike anything you've ever (laughs) experienced before. And I didn't add those Blanks. Those were literally there. Wait, what details did we get? There's parents that are gone. We blew up an island. And we have a companion. Sora, the sorcerer's parents, picked a fine time to go on vacation. When they come back, they're going to be faced with a destiny island trashed by the spiteful space bully, Riku. (laughs) Unless the local pedestrians can do something about it. Zemnis or whatever. Zemnis. Zemnis. So join Sora as he teams up with Kyrie, the catastrophe. <laughs> That's her name in bed. <laughs> Donald, the duck, and Goofy, the elephant, in an epic extravaganza adventure palooza, unlike anything you've ever experienced before. It's got to be Kingdom Hearts 1. Right? Uh, no. Their parents aren't going to return. Yeah. Blank the blank parents. Dennis the Menace? That's it. Dennis the Menace's parents. Is that a game? Yeah, it's on the Game Boy Advance, I think. <laughs> it was actually, I think, an NES game. Ah, I'm struggling with this one, Ryan. We got to think of a game where someone... And there's a catastrophe and there's space. Is space in this one? What words Faced are with visible? an island trashed by the spiteful space bully blank. Um, Space Bully. I'm thinking like Incredibles. I was thinking Lilo and Stitch. Oh, Lilo and Stitch's parents picked a fine time to go on vacation, but and they never return because their ship goes into the Hawaiian waters into the depths of nothing. What is this Little Mermaid? When they come back, or, they're uh, going to be faced in an island trash by this spiteful Space Bully, Stitch, Stitch, unless the local Hawaiian people can do something about it. So join Lilo... Oh, unless Lilo had a sex change, it says, so join Lilo as he teams up with blank. You don't assume genders nowadays. That's true. Disney's very progressive. She used he pronouns. That's true. Disney is definitely. Okay. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea. Should we reveal? Reveal. No! No! It's Diddy Kong Racing! How? Whose parents? Timber, the tiger's parents, picked a fine time to go on vacation. When they come back, they're (laughs) going to be faced with an island trash by the spiteful space bully whiz pig. Holy crap. Unless the local animals can do something about it. So join Diddy Kong as he teams up with Timber the tiger, Pipsy the mouse, and Taj the genie in an epic racing adventure unlike anything you've ever experienced before. How are we so off? (sighs) Because you've never played it. I've played with you. Yeah. 
All right. Fair. I feel like a terrible person now. Yeah, I've never played Snow about a whiz pig. Game number three. The ultimate blank battle is about to begin. Oh, shit. At long last, all of your favorite blank are ready to go head to head on the blank. Exclamation point. Whether you're battling a friend, a blank, or a tournament contestant, you're about to witness some of the most spectacular battle scenes in blank history. Select a team from a huge stable of quote-unquote rental battlers, or use the included blank to upload your team from blank, blank, or blank. This blank is packed and ready to rock. What? Can, Can you read that one more time? The ultimate blank battle is about to begin. At long last, all of your favorite blank are ready to go head to head on the blank. Whether you're battling a friend, a blank, or a tournament contestant, you're about to witness some of the most spectacular battle scenes in blank history. Select a team from a stable of rental battlers, or use the included blank to upload your team from blank, blank, or blank. This blank is packed and ready to rock. I'm thinking Pokemon like game? Pokemon Stadium, maybe. Because it's rental characters. I think it's Pokemon Stadium. It is, because tournament contestant. There was like all these like wacky mini games, the tournament I stadium think it's aspect. Pokemon Stadium. All right. Because I, originally I was like... Ultimate. Oh, yeah. Because upload your own team from that's what it, Pokemon that's Gold, what Silver, me. Crystal. Or at that time... I it think was it was only red, red and blue, blue, and yellow. All right, Pokemon Stadium. Yeah, I'm going with that. Yes. The ultimate Pokemon battle is about to begin. At long last, all of your favorite Pokemon are ready to go head-to-head on the N64. Whether you're battling a friend, a gym leader, or a tournament contestant, you're about to witness some of the most spectacular battle scenes in Pokemon history. Select a team from a huge stable of rental battlers, or use the included N64 transfer pack to upload your own team from Pokemon Red, Blue, or Yellow. This stadium is packed and ready to rock. Good stuff. I like that one. All right. Game number four? Yeah. My name is blank. I've crash-landed on a strange planet. My ship is in pieces. My only hope for survival lives with odd creatures I call blank. Blank fight fiercely, and in great numbers, they can vanquish the monstrous predators of this planet. After battles, they tote fallen enemies back to their nests to be transformed into more blank. Perhaps it is because I have blank, each of them from the earth. But these blank seem to obey my every command, up to blank follow me at a time. I have only 30 days before my life support system fails me and I succumb to this toxic oxygen. Fortunately, the blank are tireless in their efforts to help. Spore. Pikmin. <laughs> Spore is a good guess, though. It's the candle up there. It's one of those oh. Wicca. Wiccan? Yeah. Okay. Those wick candles that like <laughs> makes noises. Okay. It's got to be Pikmin, right? I've never played Pikmin. Yeah, but I, usually, I haven't either, but you just read through the lines. It's got to be Olimar. My name is Olimar. I've crash landed on a strange planet. My ship is in pieces. My only hope for survival lies with odd creatures I call... Pikmin. Pikmin. Pikmin fight fiercely and in great numbers. They can vanquish the monstrous predators of this planet. After battles, they tope, blah, 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 blah. It's got to be it, right? Okay. Pikmin. Let's see if we're right. Pikmin, what's up? All right, so... Are those good games? I've never played them, actually. I think they've reviewed well. Spore is a really good game if you haven't played it. 
Pikmin fight fiercely. Perhaps it's because I've uh, plucked each of them from the earth, but these Pikmin seem to obey my every command. Up to 100 follow me at a time. I have only wow. 30 days before my life support system fails me. Oh, these look adorable. And I succumb to this toxic oxygen. Fortunately, the Pikmin are tireless in their efforts to help. Pikmin 4. Good stuff. This kind of looks like a Yoshi game. Let me come over here real quick. Yeah. Doesn't it? Oh, yeah. He's one of my least favorite characters in Smash, though. Yeah. It looks like it'd be interesting. What the hell is that? Like a blob with a mouth? Yeah, gross. All right, you ready for five, Ryan? Yeah, I'm ready for five. All right. Blank is a tough-as-nails platformer where you play as an animated blank of blank who's trying to save his girlfriend, who happens to be made of blank, from an evil villain in a jar wearing a tux. Excuse the car driving like a crazy person out there. A jar wearing a tux? Ramping up in difficulty from hard to soul-crushing, blank will, dra will drag blank through haunted hospitals, salt factories, and even the afterworld. If blank single-player levels weren't enough, blank also throws in epic boss fights, a level editor, and tons of unlockable secrets, warp zones, and hidden characters. I think I know what it is. It's also a game I haven't played. What is a jar wearing a tuck? Did you ever see indie game The Movie? It was mm -hmm. like a documentary on regarding the developers behind three particular indie games. No. So Phil Fish created Fez which was this weird platformer. Let's look up Fez. Okay. And then what was the other two, what were the other two games that were in that movie? I mean, one of them, of course, is the answer to this, I believe. I can't remember if there were any other games in that movie. Maybe not. Maybe it was just these two. I'm probably wrong. But if you search for Fez, my guess is it'll probably be one of the other pop-ups. It's like the thing with the... That's an interesting looking chicken. No. Fez? It looks like a little chicken platformer. Yeah, no, it's not it's not Fez though. Gomez. It's another chicken name. Do you give up? Pez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you find that as funny as you do. <laughs> okay, can we no it's only because this is the picture that popped up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. Oh, okay. Okay, what is your answer? I don't know what this indie game is. I think it's Super Meat Boy. Really? Yeah, because you're trying to yeah, see... The Phoenix in a tux. You're trying... A fetus in a tux. You're a piece of meat. Yeah, but it said something about a tux, like a fetus. You're going after a fetus, man. Is he? An evil villain in a jar wearing a tux? Where did you get fetus? I thought it was described as a fetus guy. No. <laughs> meat boy villain. It is Super Meat Boy. So, the description goes, Super Meat Boy is a tough-as-nails platformer where you play as an animated cube of meat who's trying to save his girlfriend, who happens to be made of bandages, from an evil villain in a jar wearing a tux. Dr. Fetus. He's a fetus in a jar. Really? His name's Dr. Fetus. All right. Ramping up in difficulty from hard to soul crushing, Super Meat Boy will drag Meat Boy through haunted hospitals, salt factories, and even the world afterworld. 
And if 300 plus single player levels weren't enough, Super Meat Boy also throws in epic boss fights, a level editor, and tons of unlockable secrets, warp zones, and hidden characters. Good stuff. Yeah. Game six. All right. Caught between powerful forces and hunted down by blank, mutated citizens, you come to grips with a mysterious and fascinating world that not only challenges your capacity to adapt and survive, but brings to question your values and commitments asking, do you exploit the innocent citizens of blank to save yourself, or do you risk all to become their savior? Can you read that again? Caught between powerful forces and hunted down by blank, mutated citizens, you come to grips with a mysterious and fascinating world that not only challenges your capacity to adapt and survive, but brings to question your values and commitments, asking, do you exploit the innocent citizens of blank to save yourself, or do do you risk all to become their savior? Hmm. I don't know. All I can think of is that starvation game. You know what I'm talking about? Don't starve. Don't starve. I don't I don't really know anything about that game. I feel like this is probably a well-known game that either you and I have both played or we at least know about. Because that's kind of how all of these games have been. It's a zombie game? Because of the beginning? Yeah. So, power hunted down by blank, mutated citizens. You come to grips with the mysterious, fascinating world. Your values and commitments asking, do you exploit innocence of citizens? Would of- that be um, the... That game, the Walking Dead games? No, because, ex- okay, so let's read this. Do you exploit innocent citizens of blank to save yourself, or do you risk all to become their leader? So my guess is there's, it almost sounds like Fable 3. But no, there's not mutated citizens in that game. Because you do kind of have to make a choice between saving citizens or, huh. I'm trying to think of all of the zombie games that I've played. We've got... Um, Zombie Island, Dead Island, Left for Dead, um, Walking Dead, Walking Dead. There's that Last one that us. Techland also made after Dead Island. It's like, gosh, hold on. Hmm. Dying Light. Um, but yeah, I don't know what this is. Plants versus Zombies. Mutated citizens, you come to grips with a mysterious and fascinating world that not only challenges your capacity to adapt and survive. What about Minecraft? No, that wouldn't make sense. You won't exploit citizens. Freaking villagers. Do you exploit the innocent citizens? I don't know, man. The exploiting people or becoming their leader is the thing that's throwing me off. I'm really trying to think about this. Game? Do you become a leader? I don't know. Um, hmm. I'm sure the listeners are like screaming at their windshields or iPods or <laughs> shuffles. Whatever you guys listen to these days, Zunes. I don't. Know, anyone got one of those Zunes out significant there? Significant others. <laughs> what? There's significant others. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. Should we look at the reveal? Yeah. Any last second guess, Ryan? Well, everything I've come up with is far off from the yeah. truth. Oh, wow. Okay. Bioshock. Oh, the, um, yeah. The Big Daddies. Big Daddies. Okay. Well, let's Do read. you really become the leader of them all? You get to play that game. Yeah. 
Caught between powerful forces and hunted down by genetically mutated citizens, you come to grips with a mysterious and fascinating world that not only challenges your capacity to adapt and survive, but brings to question your values and commitments, asking, do you exploit the innocent citizens of rapture to save yourself, or do you risk all to become their savior? Mm. And I'm running out of storage on my computer. Did you delete the last one after you saved it to our hard drive? I haven't saved any of those to the hard drive yet, but they're on a file. All you need to do is drag and drop. Dude. Yeah. I, the, <sighs> All right, Ryan. I that like a month ago. <laughs> we got 3.2 gigs of space. We got to go All fast. Right. Game seven. You ready? Yes. Let's do this. Defining a new benchmark in gaming with startling realism and responsiveness, Blank opens the door to a world where the player's presence affects everything around them. Him, specifically. Digital actors, advanced animation technology delivers the most sophisticated in-game characters ever witnessed. Advanced AI, friends and foes assess threats, master tricky terrain, and fashion weapons from what is at hand. Stunning graphics, simply amazing special effects ignite incredibly realistic environments. Physical gameplay, objects from rocks to trucks obey laws of gravity, friction, and buoyancy. Oh. Hint. There's a hint in white font, so if we don't know, he has a hint. Is this one of those games, Just Cause? That one's renowned for... Opens the door to a world where the player's presence affects... The player's presence affects everything around him. Go with Just Cause. Advanced animation technology delivers the most sophisticated in-game characters ever witnessed. Advanced AI. Friends and foes assess threats. Master tricky terrain and fashion weapons from what is at hand. Stunning graphics. How All many right. just causes are there? I'm going to read the hint. There's four of them. There's three. Three just came out. Four. The hint is head crab. That puts me in the opposite direction of knowing what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that helps me. That head crab. Not I think they're Skyrim. Why do what I think Skyrim when I said head head crab? Because there's crabs all around? Head crab? No, I can't. That makes you think of Skyrim? I don't know. It makes you think of like a apply a lotion to your head. To get rid of your crabs. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm going with just cause. I'm going with LA, L.A. Noir. Half-Life 2. We just talked about it earlier. Mm. I've only played a few hours, so I feel terrible. A lot of Valve representation here. We got Portal and Half-Life 2. Good stuff. Well, now I have to play it, Ryan. Yeah. For the sake of the podcast. I want to play the first one. I watched the playthrough way back in the day, but... Game yeah. 8? What? Game 8? Yes. Before your hard drive crashes. It's the game loved by millions that lets you design, build, and manage the blank of your dreams. Start from scratch or take on challenges of an existing blank. Add profitable blank, colorful landscaping, and the most outrageous blank imaginable. It's totally addictive and totally up to you. This has to be Minecraft, right? The profitable stuff is throwing me off. It's the game loved by millions that lets you design, build, and manage the blank of your dreams. Maybe it's Roller Town. Coaster Tycoon. It's, I, that or New Leaf, Animal Crossing. Start from scratch or take on the challenges of an existing amusement park. Add profitable 
food shops, colorful landscaping, and the most outrageous roller coasters imaginable. It's totally addictive and totally up to you. That sounds reasonable. Roller, to- roller coaster tycoon? Yeah. If not, New Leaf is the second answer. Okay. Roller coaster tycoon. Very nice. What's up? Nice. Yeah, I figured. First, I was like Minecraft, but then it was like profitable. That that took me away from Minecraft. All right. So the description: it's the game loved by millions and lets you that lets you design, build, and manage the thrill park of your dreams. Start from scratch or take on the challenges of an existing park. Add profitable shops, colorful landscaping, and the most outrageous thrill rides imaginable. It's totally addictive and totally up to you. Awesome. Good stuff. Last one, game oh. nine. Call your friends and warn your neighbors. It's time to have a ball. Go bananas with 90-plus stages, multiplayer madness, and seven cool ways to play. Eco parts party and game blank could be the most well-rounded game you've ever played. Donkey Kong 64. Right? It said bananas. Yeah. And there's a lot of stages or things. Yeah, but Donkey Kong 64 doesn't have... There's plenty of bananas to collect, but there's not stages. Is the bananas a red herring? What's going on? Call your friends and warn your neighbors it's time to have a ball. Monkey Ball 64. No, I think it's Super Monkey Ball in the GameCube. The GameCube, yeah. Right? I guess there are bananas. Go bananas with 90 plus stages, multiplayer madness, and seven cool ways to play. (laughs) My sarcasm... Is giving us the answer. Yeah, let's go with Monkey Ball. Super Monkey Ball on the GameCube. Super Monkey Ball. Nice. Call your friends and warn your neighbors. It's time to have a ball. Go bananas. I heard those games are pretty good. What's that? I heard those games are pretty good. Super Monkey Ball? Oh, yeah. Um, Go bananas with 90 plus stages, multiplayer madness, and seven cool ways to play. Equal parts party and game. Super Monkey Ball could be the most well-rounded game you've ever played. Beautiful. Well, we're not going to keep count. That was just fun. Yeah, right? that was a lot of fun. Good times. Thank you, Sean, for doing that. That had to have taken you some serious time. So if anyone else wants to do that, again, Podcast at gmail.com. Makes for good fun for Ryan and I. And yeah. of course, we can challenge one another, but to be able to both take part is always more fun. So thank you for doing that, Sean. If anyone yeah, else thanks. wants to, please do so, but definitely no pressure. That's it. I think that's an episode, Ryan. Yeah, sounds good. But everyone, we'll get to uh, retro Rusty's recommend, retro recommendation yeah. next week. Stay tuned for that. I know I've been putting it off for two episodes, but next episode I think we'll definitely be able to sneak it in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for writing in Instagram, whatever it is. We appreciate all the support and uh, prepare for E three. Definitely, you know, as things are happening, write us whether it's on the discord link in the show notes email twitter reach out to me what's up Ari lewis 20 2011 um yeah it'd be fun to just hear your thoughts about e3 what you like what you don't like and there's still time to write in before the next episode about what you hope to see because we'll record next sunday and i don't think nintendo or microsoft will have had their press conferences yet okay but that's all i got ryan yeah so we'll read whatever we get next week and then we'll figure out what we're talking about and i'll have some nice impressions about metal gear solid one yeah All right. Well, thank you for listening, folks. We will see you all next week. See ya. Bye.